Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Bob Berman with us, one of America's top astronomy writers. Great things that he writes. He wrote the popular Night Watchman column for Discover for 17 years. Currently a columnist for astronomy, a host on NPR's Northeast Public Radio, and the science editor of Old Farmer's Almanac. He's got a number of books out there. We'll talk about a couple of them. This latest zapped from infrared to x-rays. Bob, welcome to the program, and great job what you do. Thanks, George. I appreciate that. How did you get involved in writing uh, astronomy and science and space? Oh, it just kind of happened. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not even sure there's free will in life because just these things, what one thing just happens after another. When you were a kid, I bet you loved science, didn't you? I did. Before I ever took it in college or start started to teach it at the college level, uh, yeah, I was one of those with a backyard telescope who... Who knew all the stars and constellations? <laughs> Me too. Sure. Did you play with model rockets too? Uh, not that much, but a little bit. Sure, sure. I did a lot of that, uh, and it was kind of a cute little story. I'll tell you when I would make these little model rockets and launch them, and they'd go up about a thousand feet and come down <laughs> with a parachute. And what what I used to do is I had to, had my buddy. His name was Gary Frank, and, and uh, what we did was we partnered up. And I would make the rockets, and they had these little tiny solid propellant engines that we'd put in the rocket, and you'd hook it up to a battery. Well, Gary's job was to play with the engines and hook it up to the battery and get ready for the launch. He did all the technical stuff, and I broadcast the launch to the neighborhood kids. You know, there are about 40 kids out there, and they're all watching this, and I'm doing the 10, 9, 8 thing and all that stuff. And we're, gosh, 12, 13, 14 years old when we're doing that. Jump ahead, I go into broadcasting, Gary built the engines for the space shuttle. Uh, isn't that great? Yeah, it's amazing how fate takes over. Well, you, in, in some of your works, you've talked about the cosmos in, in different ways. You say that the universe is not large, so explain that for me. Yeah, that's one of the amazing uh, things, really. Uh, it was just a few years ago that I realized it, but it's not, it's not new with me, novel with me, original with me. Uh, Einstein told us, I think everybody knows this, that, that, that space itself, the dimensions, the distance between things, changes depending upon your local circumstances, like the strength of your gravitational field, how fast you're moving. You know, it changes your distance to, to, between you and anything else. Which means that depending upon what you're doing, the distance from you to the farthest galaxies changes. So there is no one fixed size to the universe. And we're recently, well, you know, starting in the 1920s and 30s, quantum theory has told us the same thing that there is an instantaneousness between the communications across the universe and that. In one real sense, space is not real. It, it's, it, or it has a, a limited reality. I mean, this is we're opening up a Pandora's box here. But yeah. the bottom line to all this is that 
even though all of us think of the universe as huge, as enormous, little us is here on Earth. As endless, basically. As, uh, yes, it could be endless, actually. Uh, the, the, the truth is, it does not have a fixed size, because it changes depending on circumstances. So I think the most accurate way to think of it is that the universe is sizeless. This is what I don't get, Bob. I have talked to physicists. You can count them on your toes and your fingers, so many. I, I do not understand when they talk about the Big Bang Theory or how the universe started 13 and a half, 14 billion years ago. I don't get what was before that. I don't get it. <laughs> it's funny. In the, in the old days, when I did teach college astronomy, and a student would say, yeah, what, what, where did the Big Bang come from? What, was, <laughs> what happened before it? And, and I'd say, well, time started with the Big Bang, because time has no meaning unless you have objects around to change. If there's just emptiness, if there's no nothing there, you, uh, time is meaningless. So there really was no time before the Big Bang. So your question, what happened before the Big Bang, is is meaningless. It's like asking what's north of the North Pole. Uh, it's just it's not a real question. It just seems to be. And 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 to my amazement, uh, students would say, "Oh, I see. I understand." And they'd sit down. Uh, but they didn't you, understand. No, and actually, nobody does because nobody has any idea what 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 things were like the Saturday before the Big Bang. You really uh, don't. When you like close your eyes and you have this darkness, is that nothingness to you? No, because you're so conscious of the darkness. Uh, right. Conscious, consciousness is never nothing. So if the universe was after nothing, let's say, gosh, if I'm saying this right, something was the catalyst to start it all. I mean, well, you, you know, religious people will say God did this, and I, I need more than that. Well, you know, fair enough. But the the thing is, there's, there's big mysteries. I, I'm, I'm sure during this program we're going to come back to this uh, from time to time. Yeah. There are things that we, we've got down, that we understand, that we're clear about, the size of lunar craters, the, the way uh, stars make their energy. You know, there's things that, that science has really got together. Right. Now. They know it well. And, and we know it well, and there are things that we partially know and we're still trying to find out the details of. But... There are also mysteries, and I'm, I'm talking about insuperable, absolutely impenetrable mysteries that, that, that we can't even visualize, let alone answer. And there's, uh, we, we don't talk about them, certainly on TV. You won't see a, a, a TV astronomer talking about that because that's, that's sort of dead airtime. There's no sponsor who's going to pay for an astronomer to, to say, oh, I don't know, nobody knows that. <laughs> you know. But the truth is, Things like, how did the Big Bang happen? How, how did the universe pop into, uh, existence. into existence? How did we pop out of nothingness to become this super dense, almost infinitely dense, super hot ball the size of a mustard seed one day? What, 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 what were the uh, antecedent conditions? What, what, was there anything before that? And how could there be nothing before that? There's no free lunch. How do you get a universe out of nothingness? And, and there is absolutely no way to know the answer. So even the, the ideas behind it, they can sound like we're saying something, but, but truly nobody knows. And are there many more like this universe? Well, yeah, that's, that's another issue, which is partially just in a, kind of an escape mechanism of uh, things we can't figure out 
uh, especially the people who are more uh, religiously or spiritually inclined, uh, can can honestly point to this universe being pretty uh, perfect for life. The conditions are set oh, up. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And the physical laws, the constants, uh, the, the strength of the, uh, what we call alpha, the electromagnetic force, and the strength of gravity that allows stars to shine. Without stars, we, we couldn't be alive. And all sorts of other things, if they were tweaked a little bit different from the way they are, we wouldn't be here. So it, it's a universe that's really almost suspiciously set up for life to exist. So the multi-universes you're mentioning, George, are sort of a way out of that by saying, well, there may be an infinite number of universes, and we're only aware of ours, and we had to be alive in the one that's friendly to life, because which, uh, you know, there's no other universe we could be around, and <clears throat> we can't be in an unfriendly universe, so... And there could here. be some, right? Yeah, there could be some, and therefore the whole thing makes sense, and there's no mystery, and there's no wonder, and there's no miracles, because we, we just happen to be in the universe where, where life could happen. Just fascinating. It, it, it really is. I mean, it's mind-boggling. And going back to when we were kids and we had our little telescopes, I grew up in Detroit, Bob, and, you know, I'd take it out in the dead of winter at night when everything was crystally cold and tw tw the skies twinkled and everything else. Uh, I mean, it was in amazement and wonderment. And I'm still, even at my age now, I'm still in wonderment about the universe. I'm so glad to hear that. I, I, I was just talking the other day about it. I was feeling sad, actually, that that uh, people of, uh, I'm not going to put you in my, uh, my my age pool necessarily, but uh, people of, let's say, our generation, mm -hmm. uh, some of us loved uh, learning the stars and constellations that had backyard telescopes. And it seems there's more looking at video screens these days, and there's less of that hands-on stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I think there's less people who are doing bird-watching and kids who are doing canoeing and, 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 and tree-climbing and astronomy and stuff like that. But I hope I'm wrong about that. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.